This is the fear of science. I feel the need. The need for speed. Welcome to the Fear of Science, the show that dives into the wide world of science and science-adjacent topics to demystify, debunk, and delight. Each show features a new fear along with special guests, surprises, and discoveries along the way. My name is Daniel. And I'm Jeff Porter. And today, uh, we are, uh, today we are realizing that the future is here, aren't we, Jeff? Yes, it is. We were talking about the future. We were talking about 5G, the fear of 5G. Now, uh, 5G is a topic that I, and I think, you know, many people listening to the fear of science right now, uh, is a topic that we know so much about, but yet so little. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So luckily, we here at Fear of Science, uh, we have two special guests joining us in our virtual studio today to talk about this subject. Uh, first off, uh, joining us, uh, he is a, a, an editorial director and host with Get Connected. He's a technologist, 3D printing aficionado, author, speaker, photographer, traveler, maker, and craft beer fan. Please welcome John Bueller. Hello. Yay. Yay. I wish, uh, you know, some, you know, because of uh, the current ongoing global situation, uh, we weren't able to have a, a live audience for this episode. So uh, uh, we'll just imagine. Uh, Unlike and- before the quarantine when we didn't have a live audience either. <laughs> That's very true. And uh, uh, speaking of someone who is very, uh, very custom to uh, entertaining live audiences, uh, our second special guest, she has entertained uh, comedy stage on comedy stages all over Vancouver. She has uh, performed at JFL Northwest, and we're very excited to have us join us here for the Fair of Science. Please welcome Alana Brittany. Yay! Yay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not getting drunk. I had to open it, and I figured to open it now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, Well, welcome to the both of you. Uh, We're very glad to have you join uh, us for this topic. Uh, Before we get rolling, I I love asking this question uh, to to Jeff, who always, um, Jeff, who who come up with lots of our uh, show topics and social subjects that we get to explore. Jeff, why were you you interested in exploring uh, Fear of 5G? That's a good question. 5G, I don't think, would be that interesting of a subject if we were just talking about the technology itself. It's somewhat interesting, for sure, and it it could kind of change the world. But on the other hand, um, the controversy behind it and the conspiracy theories behind it uh, are just too good of content not to talk about. Um, And I actually know some people that kind of believe in the conspiracy theories, um, so the more I talk to them, the more I'm like, you know what, we need to talk about this. We need to kind of help educate people on it, hopefully, or maybe we won't. I don't know. Let's see what happens. But the first question that we'll start with uh, is the same question that we start with with every episode, um, is why are people afraid of 5G? Oh. Oh. Uh, well, I, I guess question for John and Alana um, are you, respectively, are you afraid of 5G? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's our episode. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, okay. Mostly because I don't really know what it is, I think. Is I, should I be afraid of it? <laughs> Great question. Great question. John, <laughs> should she? No, uh, first off, John, are you afraid of it? Are you afraid of 5G? Uh, I'm afraid of part of it. Oh, oh, oh. I'm afraid of the part where it's going to cost more for my internet. Uh, but yes. no, I'm not afraid of it doing things we're going to talk about in a little bit, I think. So, um, but yeah, it's That's, called progress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, so for Alana and for uh, the audience listening uh, that might not know, what is 5G? 
Is it just 4G, but one number higher? Yeah, I'm actually going to hold out for 6G, so I don't know. I'm- <laughs> Why am I bothering to upgrade? Uh- just get right over 5G. It's not even worth it. Too much controversy. Go to 6. I, like, just got the other one. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on 2. Yeah, 4? I don't know. 3? I don't know. I have no idea. How many Gs does a person need? I don't know. Uh, what is 5G? I, it's like not a band. <laughs> it's an internet thing. Well, it is a band. Isn't that One Direct? It's a, one, one D? It, it's a uh, band of Spectrum. Oh, snap. What? Wow. So you were right. Oh, my God. <laughs> smart. Those aren't just for show up there. Those are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, John, what exactly is 5G? So, it is a lot like you said, it's just one number higher. It is faster. It's bigger. It's uh, quicker. Uh, the, the, the basically Coles nodes version of it is it is exponentially faster than 4g. Uh, there's a pretty good sort of rundown of what 5g is. Uh, if you just Google 5g, the first hit will be from qualcom.com. And I'm going to sort of read a couple stats from that just because there's too many numbers for my brain to remember. Um, but basically, it's a unified platform that is uh, a little bit more consistent about how they deploy it, whereas 4G and the previous technologies were always kind of like cobbled together from lots of different things. And some people had different versions of it. But 5G is a, basically a standard that they're going to be deploying around the world. So it'll be consistent. Um, it'll be faster, like a, like you would expect, um, but it also is going to be more efficient. It's going to use that spectrum much more efficiently. So potentially your battery is not going to die as quickly while you're trying to connect to it. What? Ooh. In theory. Oh. Um, <laughs> and the other thing too is uh, there's a limitation to how many devices can be connected to 4G. Uh, 5G is a hundred times bigger of a limitation. So lot more bandwidth, a lot more uh, connected devices. Uh, it's going to be pretty much everywhere, and it will also uh, work faster. Uh, one of the big selling points that a lot of, a lot of companies use for uh, 5G is that there's low latency. Uh, right now, when you send a request... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> what? <laughs> so right now... It's going slow. That means slowness? Well, kind of. Uh, so right now... When you use your five or your four G iPhone or Android phone, whatever phone, uh, it sends a request out to the internet, goes go gets the web page, brings it back. So the amount of time that it takes to do that, you know, for us most normal humans, that's imperceptible. But you know, when you're actually measuring it, it actually is can be quite slow. So mm-hmm. imagine, if you will, and this is uh, something that they use to sort of pitch five G all the time, your autonomous vehicle, which is driving itself is talking to the internet to see if it should hit that person crossing the street or not. You want as little time as possible for that answer to come back where they detect if that's a person or if it's a, uh, a balloon, you know, like those kinds of things. And so that latency, it'll be much quicker, a much lower number is how they measure latency. So the, the shorter round trip to the internet and back, uh, that's what 5G is promising. There's just so many other variables that can actually slow that down. Where the tower is located, where you're located, are you moving, are you not? That type of thing. But so it might work, but it might not. It might still hit the guy. Is that what you're saying? The car is yeah. in theory. Yes. Is there any way to switch it to 4G depending on the person that you're about to hit? Like, if you don't like them, can you just switch it on? You can 4G? just put it to dial up. Yeah. Just dial up. Yeah. yeah. That, that good dial up sound just starts off. So, uh, John. Um, 5G is currently is currently out. Uh, it's out in uh, a lot of places. Um, in Canada specifically, it's in uh, most of the major cities in some form. Um, there's some discussion about if it's true 5G or if it's like 4G plus. Uh, there's a, a number of different spectrums. The the other big challenge is there's not a lot of 5G capable phones and devices out there. Oh, right. we're going to have to get new phones. Okay, this is a conspiracy. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and this is what I, I this is what I said. I'm I'm afraid of the cost to me because I'm going to have to upgrade a phone. I'm going to have to upgrade things. Um 
but one of the, the cool things about 5G is imagine instead of having to have your home internet, you would just get it from your cell tower instead, right? It's, it'll be that fast or comparably fast. So you're, you know, right now you could hotspot your laptop at home, but it costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And it's cheaper to get a big pipe coming to your house from Shaw or Telus or whomever. And well, cheap to get a big pipe to come straight to your house. <laughs> yeah. So the idea is that instead of having to have that cable or that fiber optic thing coming to your house, mm-hmm. you just get it from the from the air. Five um, G could replace the need for terrestrial uh, internet access. In theory, now, isn't that going to increase your your phone bill, your data bill, um, a large amount as well to do something like that? Um, it's it's hard to say. Definitely at first, it'll be a more expensive option, but it might be more convenient for a lot of people because they have the ability to have just one plan and right. perhaps with bundling and that type of thing. Uh, the other thing that a lot of uh, companies are going to be doing is they're going to be deploying their own 5G networks in their, say, office, for example. Right. So everywhere in the office has a 5G connection that's private, it's secure, uh, it's equivalent to having the best Wi-Fi you've ever had uh, kind of thing. So. Hmm. Now, uh, so you, you know, Jeff, uh, you mentioned this earlier about um, uh, about the the fear and the conspiracy theories. So, uh, if people, if we're up for it, uh, you know, because I'm curious, uh, where, you know, um, John, I'm, maybe you know the answer to this, but where did the where did the fear, where did the conspiracy theories, um, when did the fear-mongering of this start? Well, I, I think that this is not unlike the conspiracy theories behind Wi-Fi frying your brains. It's right. the same kind of problem that 4G had as well, just not to the same level of extreme that we see with 5G, where people are literally burning down towers, thinking they're 5G towers, uh, but most of the time they're not. <laughs> Because they're not going to have 5G. So yeah. but, but, but when you think about what it actually is, it's, it's a microwave signal that's being blasted and bombarding the world. Uh, and, you know, it's like kind of being in a microwave. If you're too close to the antenna, you're going to get fried. Uh, but that's not different from any radio transmission. If you're too close to the antenna, you're going to have those problems. Yeah, but just like every microwave that's ever been in existence, does it only get you on the outside, or are you still going to be nice and raw on the inside? You'll be, you'll be actually cold on the inside. Yeah, right? So we're fine. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice hand. <laughs> yeah, so some of these conspiracy theories um, that, uh, one, we've, we've already kind of jumped into. Um, the One of the big ones is 5G is hazardous for your health and that it causes cancer. That's one of the big ones. Um, And like John said, uh, it's kind of been around for a very long time. Uh, It actually started in the 90s with 2G technology, Mm. which is essentially like, you know, such early cell phone technology. That's when like text messaging came out with a 2G. So um, people have been kind of freaked out about it for a very long time. Um, There's been a couple things uh, that tends to circulate on the internet. Um, that really helps push this narrative. Um, one was a picture that actually has been making the rounds on Facebook of a man wearing a hazmat suit while working on a 5G tower. Um, and people saying, if this person has to wear a hazmat suit, why is it safe for everybody else? Uh, later on, information came out um, that he was actually cleaning the equipment. Uh, so he was using a large amount of chemicals and had to wear a hazmat suit for it. Um, so that was kind of one of the other big big things. And then, yeah, like John was saying too, um, EMR, um, electromagnetic radiation, um, is what is transmitted from 5G, which is in a lot of things, <laughs> like microwaves, like yeah. televisions. Uh there's, the, there's EMR everywhere. The, the thing is, though, like a microwave is a shielded device, though, right? Yeah. So those, those rays are contained within that box. And the difference with a 5G tower is that this tower is radiating out to your neighborhood or wherever. And so if you're standing right beside it, which would be technically impossible because they're typically on very tall poles, um, you're, it's just like looking at the sun. You know, like eventually you're going to get cooked. Uh, right. 
I don't know how extreme or how long it would take, but everyone says, yeah, maybe don't stand there for an hour. You know? Yeah, but that's true. Like every, everything, doesn't everything do that to you now? I don't know. I feel like that's, that's everything. Like at work, sometimes I have to wear one of those little, I think it's, I think it's called a Geiger counter just to yeah. see the radiation I'm getting just around cool. my job. So, you know, it's not, and then also just, you know, you can get hit by a car. You can, <laughs> you can breathe in pollution if you live too close to it. I don't understand this whole, like, if you're too close to it, it's going to get you. That's, that's true. Yeah. Well, the, the, like I, li- I live in a complex uh, in the suburbs and right across the street is a farm. And right through the middle of the farmyard is high tension, high power lines. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I think going back to like the seventies or eighties, people would say, you don't want to live under there because your kids will get cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same kind of like weird thing. Like the cows underneath the, the tower don't seem to mind, you know, and I don't know if they get cancer or not, but um, it's just one of those things like people assume, but they don't have a lot of actual evidence. It's one of those, I feel like I remember learning as a young person not to put my laptop on my lap because it would cause really, it would, you know, it would fry my eggs and I'd have babies with seven heads. And, and also you're not supposed to put your cell phone next to your head while you're sleeping. So still to this day, I put my phone on airplane mode when it's next to me. Like somewhere like it just stuck. And I feel like I'm, I probably told people that. Yeah, or using your cell phone while getting gas. I remember that being such a big deal uh, when I was younger. And now it's like, wait, is that still a big deal? Does that matter anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I never I never updated my fears. <laughs> Just like, okay, I've got that fear of not having a cell phone out around gas, and I'm never going to change that. Yeah, there's, this, there's a tribe that I learned about in sociology when I was taking it like in first year university and they were talking about this tribe that had never learned what the wind was and so they thought the wind was like these evil spirits and they created this like this whole thing about the wind being bad for you and like it was passed down to like to like this entire region of the world being like the wind is the devil it's coming for you so i feel like things just get told and then they stick around is that Mm -hmm. like why is it always cancer cancer is always like no matter what the 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 horror is of something that's going to happen like don't don't eat this bacon that will cause cancer. Like everything causes cancer. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So we've decided now, that 5G does cause cancer then, right? That that was our consensus? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, now now they're just going to attribute everything to COVID. Hmm. Yeah, true. That's actually one of the conspiracy theories uh, yeah. for 5G. Is that 5G caused COVID? That is an actual conspiracy. Um, so Dr. <laughs> Thomas Cohen... Uh, claimed that 5G poisoned the the body's cells, um, forcing them to excrete waste, which eventually became the virus COVID. Like, what kind of doctor is this man? Is he like a PhD of theater or something? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea, actually. Probably not a real doctor. Dr. Pepper? <laughs> Dr. Pepper, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Roboto. Yeah, uh, yeah this, is, uh, this is obviously not true. <laughs> I, I feel uh, Jeff remind me because uh, we we've done we've done uh, dozens of, of our fear of science episodes at this point. Um, have we done a fear of conspiracy theories yet? No, we haven't. We've actually t- only talked very little about conspiracy theories on different shows. Um, we try to, to stay away from them because sometimes I, I wonder scary. why. I wonder <laughs> why. Hmm, interesting. Well, sometimes they're just so ridiculous that you're like, why Why are we even giving this space to talk about? Um, well, but then there's, there's some that come along, um, like I think 5G is an important one to talk about. Um, also vaccines as well is one that I've, I've wanted to do for a long time. It's actually really hard to find someone to talk about vaccines and anti-vaxxing. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll talk about it. Oh no, I don't support. That's ridiculous. Um, is it true that you can you can get a vaccine of five G and just put yeah. it into your body? Is that that's, yeah? You have unlimited internet then. Yeah. You get the vaccine and then uh, Huawei controls you. Yeah. Then... <laughs> but how many heads do your babies have? No, uh, at least five. How many do you want? Five G. <laughs> I feel like, um, you know, uh, this, this I think is, you know, uh, 
almost lends itself to a bigger, longer, almost like series, whether it's fear of misinformation, fear of conspiracy theories. But, you know, so, uh, John, how would you, um, how are tech companies, you know, um, how are tech companies like uh, Qualcomm, Huawei, uh, how are they, what are they doing to, uh, to combat this misinformation? Are they doing anything? Um, are they just being like, you know what, we we can't we can't fight the conspiracy theorists. We're just going to put our own. We're going to keep on doing what we're doing. And or are they actively uh, putting out, you know, uh, trying to uh, put out these conspiracy theory fires, so to speak? Well, I think we need to step back a little bit and sort of talk about maybe why some of these uh, companies are involved. The thing about five G. Unlike other technologies, it's not just one company that provides the end-to-end solution. Uh, 5G is made up of a number of different components coming from all kinds of different vendors. So uh, when when a wireless provider like TELUS or Shaw or whomever, when they actually get a 5G tower, it's made up from like dozens, maybe even hundreds of companies' equipment, right? So uh, the whole, you know, Chinese government conspiracy side of things comes into play because the concern is, is that if, you know, the, say the US and Canada and the UK and, and other countries uh, put this technology in play with Chinese companies' technology in there, there is the potential, should something go sour with that relationship with China, that China would turn off the internet for those countries because they have the keys, the back doors, if you will, that's the conspiracy, right? And so what that means is that company, countries like the US have basically had waged war against companies like Huawei because they feel that that's a security risk that they're not willing to take. So their positioning is, we're not gonna work with Huawei, we're gonna work with Nokia, uh, we're gonna work with other companies that aren't Chinese-based, which ironically all use Chinese-made components. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a, are you even thinking this through kind of scenario? Um, so, racist. yeah. <laughs> there, is it just like, a, this just seems so racist to me. Is it just, why, why? That's exactly it. It's, it's because of the fact that China is a very valuable and very big trading partner with pretty much the entire world. Yeah. And so, and they hold all the equipment, uh, or they make a lot of that equipment, uh, whether they make it, you know, in China themselves, like with Huawei, ZTE, there's a number of companies in China, or someone like Nokia, uh, or Qualcomm or somebody else, they're still using Chinese made components in those things, right? Mm -hmm. So, well, and I think as well, Huawei tends to be the the name that's really gets thrown out because there's so much controversy um, behind the company as well. Um, just what was it that uh, the CEO was a former uh, Chinese official or something like that? I started, honestly, I started researching Huawei a little bit and there was just so much. And I don't know how much is real and how there's, much is not real. There's a lot of noise about that aspect. And the idea or the, I guess the concern is that Huawei and other companies in China are uh, puppets of the Chinese government. And mm-hmm. so that means that their motives may not be fully clear and that there might be some nefariousness about getting that technology into, say, the U.S., for example. And, you know, if the president's cell phone is running on 5G and it can be intercepted by the Chinese government, well, that's the conspiracy right there, right? Someone needs to intercept his cell phone reception anyway to prevent him from... <laughs> at, least, at least his Twitter, yeah. yeah. Um, the nice thing is when you have American tech giants like Jeff Bezos that you could fully trust, uh, you know, there's, there's no worries, right? Well, th- this is the irony is America, and I'm going to specifically point at Americans because that's where a lot of this distrust comes with China. Yeah. They're fully willing and able to give Google, you know, which is the CIA and the NSA, basically, mm-hmm. full access to all their stuff. But, you know, it's not okay for the Chinese government to have some of that access. So, yeah. It's 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 just a really uneducated view of the world and how it works. Mm-hmm. 
So, so the states is the one who put out the 5G conspiracies, right? They were the <laughs> It's an inside job. <laughs> I'm always mildly, uh, Jeff, I'm always mildly wary of anytime we do an episode that's even remotely, remotely controversial. I'm like, great, now we're on the list. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, these we talked about China not that long ago in an episode. I can't remember which one. <laughs> we talk about we talk about China all the time on on my radio show, and Huawei even invited me to China to see their facilities. So, uh, Jeff, we got to talk more. Well, maybe not right now, but <laughs> we did. Did you go? Yeah, yeah. I went to Shenzhen and I saw where the phones are made. I saw where the five G towers and are assembled and all those things and uh, and tested and. And also, I met with their cybersecurity people and saw all the the compliance that they have to go through to meet the international standards for everything. How do we know that you're the real John? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Did you feel any sharp pains in the back of your neck while you're at the facilities? <laughs> um, I, no, I don't I, remember. 5G is <laughs> It is fine. <laughs> now, so... Um, uh, so, John, um, with, you know, uh, with all of this, as we're hearing, you know, these companies, uh, 5G, it's uh, companies working together to uh, come up with the, the next generation of, uh, of not just for, uh, it's, 5G is not just for cellular use, as you were no. saying, correct? Yeah, it, it's for a lot of things. Um, it, it's a cellular network is when we were talking about 5G per se, but the potential for 5G, because it's got so much more bandwidth and so much more capability and connected devices, uh, it can be used for a lot more things than just cell phone transmissions. So um, ah. that's where the excitement is around. And, and that's why a lot of companies want to have this implemented and have it everywhere so that they can use it and everything will be better, according to the brochure. Now, uh, question for for you, Alana. Mm -hmm. uh, Alana, would you um, would you consider yourself a a, a techie person? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was trying to find my BlackBerry this morning. So, I guess my question, you know, my question for you, Alana, um, you know, as a uh, you know, as a person who, in your day to day use, in our day to day use, we use our cell phones a lot. Um, you know, do you ask, but before you came on this, this episode, I know you mentioned it earlier on when we were, uh, chatting at the start of this, uh, episode, um, how much would you say for yourself that you knew about 5g slash how much would you say that you, that you cared about 5g? I didn't, I, I knew what it was because I am not a total troglodyte. I hear people talk about things and I kind of listen, but I, I knew it was some kind of like internet-y band with the thing, spectrum-y thing that phones, I knew there was that stuff involved with it, but I didn't know, I didn't really know about like, all these conspiracies. I had heard the, um, the one about it causing something else, about, something about birds. I knew about the bird. Oh yeah, the bird one, yeah. Um, What's that? <laughs> oh, it, it kills birds. Apparently, oh, <laughs> yeah. it kills birds. But I was like, I heard that, and I was like, well, you know what else kills birds? Cats, windmills, like <laughs> glass windows. I was like, that's not us. That can't be a bread at weddings. Yeah, it I'm right. Very, very anti windmill though. Yeah, but, but like birds, birds should not be our litmus test for like if something's dangerous. We should be like tiger. <laughs> <laughs> what about canaries in a coal mine? Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah but that's because like, they're the weakest. Like, if it's gonna kill a bird, like, it's, you know. Anyway. And yeah. then what was that? And then what was it? Should were I worried about it? Was that the other part of the question, or was uh, that? Or, uh, I was, you know, in um, you know, in, in your day to day life, you know, uh, as we, uh, uh, depending on listeners, depending on when you're listening to this, we are recording this in the middle of a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I guess my question is, Alana, you know, as a as a regular tech user how much did did you care how much was 5g on your radar before this all right oh, wasn't i thought it was one of those things that was like you know when the new iphone comes out and they're like there's the this this s z 
like mumbo tech. I was like, I don't care. iPhone, <laughs> iPhone 5G. Oh, I get it. It was like it has yeah. a, it has like a like a bigger camera. I don't. I no. It wasn't. I don't know. Well, realistically, with most cell phones, there's not much of a difference between each one, especially iPhones. Yeah, I, so it wasn't really much on my radar. To... Thank you. No, uh, I, I I will admit for for myself, very similar. You know, um, I would hear about it in the news. Um, you know, uh, I would you know um, hear about the conspiracy theories like other people. But so I guess my question, you know, back for you, John, is how much should Myself, Alana, Jeff, our listeners, how is there anything that we need to be aware of for 5G? Um, you know, uh, how much do we need to have it on our radar, I guess? Well, I, I think it's one of those things when when you look back and at when you had 3G and then when we got 4G, did you care? Did you notice? Probably not. Oh, it was a big day. A big day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have holidays based on that switching over. Thing, right? Like it's, it's incremental at best. Um, the average person probably won't even notice the difference. Um, it's more of the, you know, uh, the, the, the amount of bandwidth and speed is all relative. There's lots of people that are perfectly happy on a very slow 3G connection because right. they're not using it to its full thing. Power users, yeah, they're going to know. They're gonna they're gonna want the faster speed, Can but that's the, sorry. What who's a power? What is a power user? Great question. Uh, someone that uses that doesn't get off their phone and they're they're broadcasting YouTube live, you know that kind of stuff. Power user. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I'm on Instagram live right now. Right, <laughs> but you're on Wi-Fi. <gasps> am I gonna get? Has a bird gonna come flying through my window? Yeah. Killing birds right now? Oh no. Yeah. Okay. So power. Somebody who's using it a lot more would, would might notice a difference. I do know that when it switched to LTE, they were like, "Well, it's faster, so that's why it's more expensive for the data." Is that is that the same thing that's going to happen with? Most likely, yeah. And that's why I said at the, at the beginning of the show is like. My only fear is well, how much is it going to cost? Because, because mm-hmm. like you like you mentioned, Alana, we're going to have to get a new phone, right, to take advantage of that speed. And then when you have that new speed, it's going to cost more because it's going to cost money for them to put it out in the world. Um, and but it's also one of those things that there potentially once we get all to a baseline platform and get rid of some of these legacy systems that has the potential but i mean they said the same things about 4g as well mm-hmm. and even 3g so i actually remember um we you know we joke about the the change of from 3g to 4g uh but i actually remember the change from 1g to 2g uh because i haven't had a cell phone for a very long time because i worked at rogers video when i was in university and uh i remember the day cell phones came like Rogers Video started selling cell phones for Rogers Wireless way before Rogers Wireless existed. So I had a cell phone like kind of like right from the beginning. And I remember 2G coming out and GSM and like being able to text. I remember having a cell phone before you can text people. It was insane. But yeah, that was like a game changer. But you you didn't hear anyone complaining then. But I guess you didn't have as much of the internet (laughs) on you all the time. Now, a uh, question for you, John. Uh, so you are a technologist? Yes. Uh, uh, what is a technologist? Someone that eats technology for breakfast. Give them your Blackberry. Uh, <laughs> I have a Blackberry. And it, it's actually a nice, nice phone. Yeah, I miss having mine only because I can, you know, it's only like 10 years old, but I miss being able to be like, cool. (laughs) John, also, knowing you, you you have like every phone, so. Uh, I have two in front of me, and I have about four behind me, behind my green screen, so, yeah. (laughs) But it's what I do. I mean, I play with all the new phones and new technology, so it's um, work. Yeah, it's work. You know, someone has to do it. So, yeah. so my question for you, John, uh, is is 5G for um, how 
you know, with 5G already out in many parts of the world and many, you know, uh, many of the big cities in Canada and North America um, is, you know, uh, even though 5G because of conspiracy theories, because of, you know, the, you know, for some reason people thinking that it is a cause or the cause of COVID. Um, but, but for technologists, uh, how, how big is 5G in the world of technologists? I think it really depends on who you talk to. Certainly the vendors think it's a big deal because they're selling it to everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for me, I'm kind of like, you know, probably more like Alana where it's like, okay, it's faster. Yeah, cool. Uh, The the big problem is uh, what a lot of people don't realize is your internet is only as fast as the rest of the internet. So you could have the fastest internet to your house, to your phone, but if you're going to visit a website that's running off of a Commodore 64, it's going to be slow coming Ooh. back to you, right? Like, so, like, driving a, like driving a Lamborghini uh, on Highway 1 in rush hour. Right, Whoa. yeah. So, and that's actually a great analogy because that's very, very concise. Um, people understand that analogy. And that's probably, the, I mean, things like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, those will be fast because they're coming from giant, data centers and stuff like that but you know any blogs that people have those are going to be slow uh they're only going to be as good as you can get where 5g is going to be compelling is if you're uh, on the bus and you want to watch youtube you're not going to have any lag you're not going to have any buffering it'll just be like watching tv just what we need (laughs) thank goodness i can watch my try guy videos anywhere that's right <laughs> can you can you opt out of it? Like, if I didn't get the new technology, can I just not? Need well, there's always going to be a, a transition period. Uh, it's pretty hard to opt out of 4G now, right? Uh, most phones in the last couple of years support it, uh, and you can certainly. I think there's a couple places you can still get like a 3G plan, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, for the most part. It's, it's just going to be like the next evolution. And at some point in time, TELUS and Bell and those companies are going to turn off the 2G and the 3G and stuff like that. Because they're going to basically, when you think about how this stuff all works from a, a cellular network standpoint, there's an antenna probably in your neighborhood that has this big box on it. And that's what gives you 4G right now. They have to put a different box there for 5G. At some point in time, there's not going to be any room left to add the 6G box. So they're going to have to take off the 3G box to make room for it all, right? And imagine these boxes being all over the world, basically every, you know, couple hundred feet or whatever the, you know, the distance is between antennas. Um, They have to take some of the old stuff off. Mm -hmm. And you hear outcries from like rural areas, for example, when I remember when TELUS switched off some of their, I think it was the GSM network that uh, Jeff mentioned earlier, uh, because their TELUS phone network, they didn't want to support that anymore because it was like only in certain places. And it's like one more piece of equipment to support that is basically not really used and they can give them a better antenna. They just need to, you know, install that new antenna. Uh, but some people wanted to hang on to their flip phone, you know, because it was compatible with the old system, not the new system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was, was a bit of a... drug dealers that wanted to keep their flip phones? No, it was old people. Oh, okay, okay. Who can be drug dealers? Yeah, yeah. drug dealer. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I feel like you know, uh, uh, this conversation um, is reminding me of um, uh, the term luddite being a, a luddite, which, mm-hmm. um, which, if my memory serves me correct, and if my uh, very quick. You know, if my memory serves me correct, uh, this is all just coming straight from my head. Um, but apparently, the word uh, Luddite comes uh, refers to Luddism, which refers to a popular movement that emerged in England in the early 19th century, led by artisans who protested against the growing use of machines in the productive process, especially mm-hmm. threshers and looms. They considered that their use destroyed the employment and deteriorated the working conditions. Awesome. Oh. For some reason, I just knew that off the top of my head. That's impressive. That's almost like dictionary uh, knowledge. Just Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I was very prepared. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but well, true. I, I think that like um, a lot of the fear of 5G comes from 
the fear of technology in general. It's that the world is is moving too quickly for some people or not willing to learn um, about it. They're like, you know what? I just figured out fax machines. I don't need to learn something new. (laughs) I get that. Pagers? What was wrong with pagers? I don't know. (laughs) Nothing. Because they need to go find a phone. That's That's cool. People still use pagers too, but people still use pagers. But yeah, I don't understand the whole need to. Well, I know there's some people. What's the opposite of a Luddite? The people who just like like power user. What's that? A power user. Power user. Yeah. 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 You're jazzed about that stuff. Whereas if you're kind of like in the middle and you don't really care, maybe that's where the conspiracy theorists theorists lie. Just in the middle, they don't particularly care but they do like to just kind of mess with people on both sides yeah i think for me like i'm i'm kind of in between like i i love new technology i i love playing with new technology but on the other hand i do feel like especially when it comes to cell phones there's just so much happening so quickly it feels like every time i get a new cell phone there's a better cell phone that came out the day after i bought the Mm -hmm. best cell phone you can get um and then you just like my partner, she does a lot of research on anything she buys, and I tend to, to buy whatever I think is cool. <laughs> but but it's so hard to stay on top of that. Like I I don't have the time to research everything all the time. Just like that, that's cool why, That's why you have to come to me. I know. That's why I do come to you. Because that's my that's my day job is to keep on top of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. you get connected? Yeah, right, exactly. yeah. Now uh, I um. Uh, a question for for everyone, uh, as you know, um, uh, as we uh, head towards the end of this podcast episode, you know, my question is then, uh, you know, whether it's five G or whether it's other conspiracy theories, you know, it it can it can feel like a lot of work. It can feel. It, you know, it can be a lot of work in order to try and uh, inform someone or change their mind or argue with someone. And even saying the words argue with someone about, about you know, uh, the dangers or the non-dangers of 5G or having to change someone's mind. It feels, it feels weird to me because it's, you know, I'm very grateful that I haven't had too many, you know, experiences with uh, conspiracy theorists. And, um, you know, knowing full well that if you tell a conspiracy theorist that they're a conspiracy theorist, they will not like it. So, yeah. so, uh, so what is, um, what can, what can people do, our listeners, um, you know, everyday people, what can they do to help combat misinformation uh, in general? That is a huge question, I realize. <laughs> That's a whole podcast in itself. Yeah. Uh, there's a simple answer. Just do your homework. Um, yeah. Don't just hit the share button on Facebook for some crazy video that you, mm-hmm. you found. Um, check your source, sources, right? The, the, the big thing is finding some trustworthy sources to get your information from. Uh, <clears throat> and don't just believe what your crazy uncle posted on Facebook. Yeah. Even oh, if even if he is a scientist. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, yeah. I also, I always look at whenever I'm, when I have my other hat on, my non-comedian hat, my scientist hat, I always think, I always look at who did who did the research, if it was research, what kind of research it was, and how recent it was. Because mm. if it's a brand new study, looking at one thing, it might not look at the whole picture, it might not look at it from all sides, and you want to look at research that comes at it from both sides and tries to, that's the beauty of the scientific method is that you try to nullify the results of somebody else to, you know, or, yeah. or your own, so that you yeah. can see and, both and I- and, and often there's a bias in some of this research, especially the conspiracy theorists you, that quote a source. It's like you find out, well, that was funded by one of the vendors of, you know, a competing product, you know, like, um, so again, I just tell people, check your sources, find some reliable places to go to get information about technology or, you know, whatever the topic is, uh, and, and think before you share or post. Yeah. Well, that's the bird specialists, you know. (laughs) And also, I think as well, um, like 
Daniel said earlier, trust it or uh, convincing a conspiracy theorist. That's not going to happen. Um, no. If you're a conspiracy theorist, um, you have you already do not believe logic <laughs> and, and information. You are are very uh, stuck on this path and your your idea of thinking. Um, but whether it's a normal human being that is is hearing these conspiracy theories and to know whether to trust them or not is a different thing as well. Mm-hmm. That's where you can, yeah, start looking into the, the research. Yeah, and one person's conspiracy theory could be another person's, like, they really, they're like, this is ridiculous. But, you know, what if someone believes it, somebody else might really not believe it because they, for whatever reason, not, you know. It's not a conspiracy theory if it's true. That's 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 right. One thing I, I I do notice though is that a lot of times people will believe and say and repeat a lot of stuff on the internet, but then when you're actually talking to them in real life, they actually like their logic switches turned on and they will actually be willing to listen, versus having a a comment thread where you're trying to convince them otherwise. You know, you kind of have to pick your battles because. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to convince you on Facebook on my crazy uncle's, you know, Facebook feed that you're wrong. Um, I don't need to. And it'll just become this circular back and forth thing. But if we're at a barbecue, for example, when the pandemic is over uh, and we're having a chat about it, we can actually see, you know, the tone and the cadence and all that type of stuff. And more often than not, even the people that think it's a conspiracy might be more willing to open their mind a little bit, especially if you can present it in a a non-confrontational way that is, you know, based on logic, like you said, uh, based on science uh, and you have, you know, reliable sources to, uh, to, to, you know, back you up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, Jeff, before we wrap, uh, Jeff, I, I have a random Thing that I want to try with with our fear of stuff. <laughs> now, uh, because you know, a lot of our episodes, um, you know, because it's about fear and it's, you know, a lot of very real, um, you know, uh, real subjects that uh, uh, are that can be heavy. So, so uh, Jeff, I'm curious. Uh, I want to see if our special guest can help us out with something. Uh, John and or Alana, um, what is um, what is what is something positive? What is something positive that that our listeners can look forward to, it, uh, whether it be with five G or with technology? How? What is something good? Please say there's something good that can uh, that is coming um, that uh, uh, can help the world is there anything good at that? well i guess the idea if, if the government is going to be listening in and, and finding out everything about you if there's a way to access it at some point <laughs> going to make dating a lot easier you can just like go in and be like oh, there we go <laughs> that's the positive <laughs> upside yeah, i'm not gonna have to talk to you to know what elementary school you went to it's going to be easier access to all of your information oh my god my stocking is going to be so much quicker it's going to be like 5g fast i'm excited <laughs> you're just hoping tinder actually increases the amount of information on the profiles yeah <laughs> I'd be able to scoop in there and be like, oh, look, at, there's this criminal record. <laughs> It'd be great. John, you? I, I, I'm an optimist with technology. Yeah. I always, I always uh, like to find, you know, what's in it for me? How does this make my life better? How does it make somebody else's life better? Um, those are some of the check boxes I have to check off when I look at any new technology. Um, and you have to sort of look beyond whatever the company is selling, uh, you know, to see what actually, you know, is there a benefit for this? You know, uh, having a smartwatch, for example, is that going to make my life better? <laughs> it's debatable, but there's some benefits that you can get from something like that. You know, whether it be heart rate detection to know if you're going to have a heart attack soon uh, or if you need to take a break, that kind of thing. Like, So you can find some little bits and pieces and things, even in things you may not even really need. And that's the problem with technology. A lot of people have companies that want to sell you something that you don't actually even need, right? Mm-hmm. So 
kind of like what we we're talking about when you're vetting your your theories, uh, whether they're conspiracies or not. You need to vet your technology to see if it's this, is this actually going to make my life better. Um, mm-hmm. And and you know, a lot of people they think that's important. They're not going to bring any more stuff into their house unless it actually does something to help them. That's true. I just bought a fan that hooks up to Wi-Fi. Why? It's a, it blows air. Why does it have to Wi-Fi? It's so the government can know what your temperature is. <laughs> or, the, or the government can turn off your Wi-Fi or your, uh, your fan on you. It's like, guess what? No more cooling air for you. I do look good with the sweaty glisten. I get why they do it. Wow. Um, uh, You know, Jeff, I really wanted it to uh, end on a nice positive, but it ended uh, yeah. I've got got a positive. Uh, I have a positive for for 5G. Um, So John mentioned it earlier, is that one of the the technologies that are a lot more feasible with 5G is uh, self-driving cars. Uh, well, where self-driving cars will never really get to its full potential on 4G. It will require 5G in order to get it working. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna burst your bubble there, though. Oh no! Yeah, it's uh, supposed to be a happy ending. Sorry, <laughs> uh, you don't want a, a self-driving car that relies solely on the internet to make its decisions. You want it to make the decision in the car itself. Oh, the AI. Yeah. yeah. You you use 5G to get things like maps and things like that, but not making those decisions about how it should drive and who it should kill or not kill. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. we're doing uh, just a little bit of a, a teaser. Hopefully it happens and he doesn't back out. Uh, but we have, we're doing fear of 5G and not too long. And we've got... Uh, fear of AI. Fear of AI. Fear of, uh, fear of AI, yeah, sorry. And we've got uh, David Usher, who I believe, uh, John, you interviewed not that long ago as well. I did. Say hi for me. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be very exciting. Nice. Anyways. Uh, I believe that that, uh, that uh, you know, having him on that episode is going to be like, uh, it's going to be like Alana when the government turns off the fan. Mm-hmm. It's going to be moist. <laughs> oh, good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, well, with that, also, I'm very proud of that little piece of Canadiana. Um, beautiful. But uh, uh, I want to, again, thank our two special guests for joining us for uh, a fascinating and uh, varied conversation about 5G and so much more that's tied in with 5G mm-hmm. technology conspiracy theories and you know hopefully some positives for for users as well um speaking of uh positive things uh we always want to encourage our listeners to find out more about our special guests uh alana uh where uh for our listeners who are in need of a laugh after their fan gets turned off by the government uh, where can they learn more about you oh instagram i'm always on there like a like a Sore. I'm just on there. On the <laughs> Power user. Uh, at Alana Brittany. Because because comedy in real life isn't happening right now because of COVID. So. Yeah. Uh, follow. Absolutely. Uh, that's at Alana Brittany. Thank you. Um, and for yourself, uh, John, for people who want to get connected with what you do, um, where can they find you? Well, uh, our website and everything is getconnectedmedia.com, and you can find me at John Beeler, B-I-E-H-L-E-R, everywhere. Wonderful. And Jeff, uh, where can they find us uh, who, you know, and our very fast website that currently exists? Yeah, our 5G website. Um, (laughs) uh, You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ScienceFears. And then, yeah, our website, uh, fearofscience.com. Yeah, and all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah, we got Patreon as well. If anyone wants to support us on Patreon, that'd be cool. Please. Uh, but of course, uh, most of all, we want to thank you all for listening. We hope that you're all staying safe and well, and uh, all of your loved ones are also staying safe and well. Again, my name is Daniel. And I'm Jeff Porter. We are Fear of Science, and we will chat with you again soon. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.